A minute ago, before I'd known I could do it, the words had been right there on my tongue, just waiting to be spoken. Now that I wanted them back, it was like trying to catch fish with bare hands. Every time I touched one, it slipped out of my grasp. Go away! I shouted. The words came in English. The hollow didn't move. I stiffened my back, glared into its ink-pot eyes, and tried again. Get out of here! Leave us alone! English again. The hollow tilted its head like a curious dog, but was otherwise a statue. Is he gone? Addison asked. The others couldn't tell for sure, only I could see it. Still there, I said. I don't know what's wrong. I felt silly and deflated. Had my gift vanished so quickly? Never mind, Emma said. Hollows aren't meant to be reasoned with anyway. She stuck out a hand and tried to light a flame, but it fizzled. The effort seemed to sap her. I tightened my grip around her waist, lest she topple over. Save your strength, Matchstick, said Addison. I'm sure we'll need it. I'll fight it with cold hands if I have to, said Emma. All that matters is we find the others before it's too late. The others. I could see them still their afterimage fading by the tracks. Horace's fine clothes a mess, Bronwyn's strength no match for the White's guns, Enoch dizzy from the blast, Hugh using the chaos to pull off Olive's heavy shoes and float her away, Olive caught by the heel and yanked down before she could rise out of reach, all of them weeping in terror, kicked onto the train at gunpoint. Gone. Gone with the imbrin we'd nearly killed ourselves to find, hurtling now through London's guts toward a fate worse than death. It's already too late, I thought. It was too late the moment Call's soldiers stormed Miss Wren's frozen hideout. It was too late the night we mistook Miss Peregrine's wicked brother, for our beloved Imbrin. But I swore to myself that we'd find our friends and our Imbrin, no matter the cost, even if there were only bodies to recover, even if it meant adding our own to the pile. So, then, somewhere in the flashing dark was an escape to the street, a door a staircase, an escalator, way off against the far wall. But how to reach them? Get the hell out of our way! I shouted at the hollow, giving it one last try. English, naturally. The hollow grunted like a cow, but didn't move. It was no use. The words were gone. Plan B. I said. It won't listen to me, so we go around it. Hope it stays put. Go around it where? said Emma. To give it a wide berth, 
we'd have to wade through heaps of glass, but the shards would slice Emma's bare calves and Addison's paws to ribbons. I considered alternatives. I could carry the dog, but that still left Emma. I could find a sword-like piece of glass and stab the thing in the eyes, a technique that had served me well in the past, but if I didn't manage to kill it with the first strike, it would surely snap awake and kill us instead. The only other way around it was through a small, glass-free gap between the hollow and the wall. It was narrow, though, a foot maybe a foot and a half wide, a tight squeeze even if we flattened our backs to the wall. I worried that getting so close to the hollow, or worse, touching it by accident, would break the fragile trance holding it in check. Short of growing wings,